1: So I just learned an interesting thing about Matt Zimmer, a guy who does not like to watch golf, doesn't really play the sport very much, and yet, uh, if not adores, certainly enjoys playing golf video games.
0: Yeah. By choice. PGA 2K, I don't even know what it's called. It's got Tiger Woods on the cover. Okay. I downloaded, I got a PS5 for Christmas for me and Arthur that we fight over constantly. He likes to play uh, Minecraft and Fortnite, and I like to play Madden and PGA, and uh, yeah, I uh, created myself as a golfer. That's how you do it. Maybe you can play as one of the pros. I don't know, but they, they encourage you to start your own career, create a golfer, and then go through the tour. You start in the Corn Fairy Tour, you know, work your way up. When I first started playing it, I was so bad at it, like, you know. I think the first one I shot like a 99, and I was like, well, this sucks. So I put it on the easy level. Like real golf. Yeah. So I put it on the easiest difficulty, and now I am the number one player on the PGA Tour. Of course you are. The other day I shot – I played the Waste Management Open. and uh, Was there 20,000 people on the 16th hole? They did – it was very subtle but you could tell it was a little louder like the, the crowd noise was a little louder when you'd make a birdie yeah. or whatever and yes that one part you're, it's very impressive like you get to the with the, the stacked you know the crowd yeah. at that whatever 16th hole, 16th hole yeah. yeah the stadium like, yeah and it's PS5 so the graphics are amazing and the, that part of it I was like holy shit that is really cool it's like the
1: Coliseum in Rome yes and yeah. uh, it was cool there's,
0: there's drunk men and man yes. boobs sliding through mud and yep. playing with each other. they didn't have any of boobs. that none, none of that but I, <laughs> I, I believe I finished 52 under par for the uh, for the four rounds you so played
1: 72 holes yes
0: in a row yes well oh. not no you can like oh, okay. save it and come back okay. to it I didn't do it all at right. once yeah but you can play 18 holes in about 25 minutes so you like all kinds
1: of... well not all kinds of sports you like the you like the basic sports that we like in America is it so is it because it's an individual game why do you prefer to play this over Sports you like a lot more than oh, I golf. I wouldn't say
0: I prefer it. Oh, the the okay. new baseball game is coming out in a couple of weeks, and then I'll be playing that constantly. But Are you
1: getting into spring training yet?
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I watched the Twins yesterday. I watched the Yankees. and uh, Or that was the Twins game. Uh, I watched the Dodgers and Padres. Uh, there's an Astros game on right and now. You're watching you. non-Twins spring training games. I mean, I'm you not have like, the sitting fever. there like pitch by pitch, but I have it on you yes. know, while because I, I work from home. So, yeah. you know. Um, Every year you get excited about spring training games, and then you watch it for five minutes, and it's excruciating. In part because, like, you can tell the the broadcasters are as bored as you are, so they'll do anything but talk about the game. (laughs) They're doing, like, live (laughs) interviews with the pitching coach in the dugout, or they're bringing on some guy you know, to talk about his charity thing or something, but they make it really hard to watch the game. Even if you want to like, no, I don't want to like, can you just show the baseball? I want to see, you know, so, uh, you you can't you always get excited for it like oh baseball and then you watch five minutes and you're like yeah get back to me in April right and um, how so often yeah. do any of the actual players who are going to be playing on the team play yeah yeah I mean no, I'm if curious dork, how like, often I don't know I don't oh, watch well this time of year just you know an at bat or two and they're out the pitchers get an inning or two and they're out they'll they'll ramp it up a little bit and then slow it back down. Um, But I'm I'm such a Twins dork, you know. I know who the the guys wearing number 93 are that are, you know, playing these games. So that's sometimes the fun part about watching it is like, oh, I want to see Brooks Lee play, you know. I want to see Emmanuel Rodriguez play, you know. I want to get a look at these guys. But even that, it's kind of like, all right, whatever. So it's just fun to, especially when the weather's nice like it has been. Yeah. That, coupled with seeing baseball on TV, it's definitely cranking up my spring fever a little bit. Spring fever, you got it. Yeah. Almost started our podcast today with, uh,
1: you know, with the words of the man who is definitely on your personal Mount Rushmore of all time singers, songwriters, musicians, Dave Matthews. I know how highly (laughs) regarded he is to you from, uh, I believe it was the classic, what would you say? The line, talk about the weather. Let's do that. Let's do, because go home, South Dakota, go home, mother nature, you're (laughs) drunk. It was 70 yesterday and, 20 today and I don't know I'm just thinking okay March has come early that's that you know
0: whatever I don't get going to get back into the 60s this weekend I yeah, hear. So. yeah yeah we got one more snowstorm coming of maybe two you yeah but it's it's been nice to not have February be the drudgery that we're used to sure absolutely um I know people who have golfed I didn't do
1: it uh, Gilbert and I just drove to Yankton on Sunday to Lewis and Clark Lake just to be by a, the biggest body of water we have within an hour or two of Sioux Falls and um Walk along the nature trail. That was nice, um, but on Saturday, you and I spent the day on a February thing to do and go to a basketball game in Brookings. And I gotta say, uh, I think South Dakota State fans are spoiled. They just like—I don't know if they know how good they have it. That it, hel- it they've they've earned it. Their teams, their programs mm-hmm. have earned it, but. To have consistently uh, full-ish, full-feeling arenas Mm -hmm. and energy for all their home games. Uh, A luxury. It feels like it's a luxury to have in college basketball, in the Sioux Falls-slash-South Dakota sporting Mm -hmm. landscape. Like, it was... uh, and it was like, for me, it's something that I, I knew. I was going to go to one game this year. I picked the very last men's game. But I feel, felt like no matter what game I go up head up there on a Saturday this year, and this is part of the reason why I go up there, is because I know there's going to be a great crowd. There's going to yep. be a good energy. This is why people like to go to sporting events.
0: Yeah, this year, it, it in, in past years, it was kind of like, oh, the NDSU game, the USD game, you know that's going to be a good crowd in the 3,000 range somewhere, maybe close to four. And the other ones you didn't know um, you know oral Roberts got good so those games became good well attended for a couple of years but this year it was all of them all the conference games had outstanding crowds and, and uh, we could get the numbers out and look at them and compare them and I know they're they're up from what they have been but numbers are not uh, just seeing how full that arena has been because that's what we're talking about here uh, I know the teams report attendance and it goes in the books and they say this is where they rank here there and whatever and you know we could sit here and Talk about how different schools we could accuse them of of lying, or how you know how they report their numbers. I don't know. Um, obviously, Jax fans are constantly accusing USD of doing that. I don't know. I haven't been to. a I think single it's a
1: pretty common practice everywhere, except the
0: places that absolutely sell out and have yeah, big kinda. crowds. I mean, I know Oral Roberts was doing it too. They have this. They were always reporting these obscene numbers, and everyone knew they weren't getting that many. I'm not accusing USD of anything. I'm just saying when you, I haven't been, and I also I can't because I haven't been there. I'm not going to sit here and say that whatever. But I watch USD on Midco whenever they play, and we talked about this the other day, what do you see when you see the Coyotes on Midco? You see a sea of empty red seats behind the crowd, behind the bench, like this is the good seats down low. There's nobody there. Now yeah, I know that's a huge arena and maybe it's spread out, so it's it seems thinner than it is, but where are they? You know, regardless of what the numbers are. And, and maybe the numbers are great, maybe they're selling tickets and people just aren't showing up, I don't know. Like I said, I can't make an accusation when I'm not there. What I can say, is that that means USD's players are not getting the same support. They are not getting the same environment that they are at SDSU. And you talked about our SDSU fans spoiled and may- maybe. You know who's, who's well aware of it, though, are the players and coaches. You were at the press conference on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They talked about it. Aaron Johnston, almost every single home game this year, has opened his postgame remarks with, I want to thank our fans. We're so lucky that we get these great crowds. And he should, because He's right. That place is full for all their games. You I mean you look around and it's like, yeah, there's some empty seats here and there, but not very many. You know, there's a couple little patches up in the very top corners. Everything else is full. No one else in the summit league is drawing like that. I don't care what the numbers are that's being reported when you go to the website and say, here's yeah. where we're running you know, SDSU is the team playing in front of a packed gym. And that makes a big difference. That you know, you don't think it's a lot a hell of a lot easier? For Hendo or AJ to bring a recruit in there and show them that hey, wanna be a part of this? Pretty great, right? You know, on Twitter last week, I, I made reference to the Denver crowd. The Jacks women were in Denver, I saw and that. Uh, th- you could see the. Vi- there was nobody in Denver. I mean, it literally looked like there were fifty people at that game. There might have been. I don't know what the announced attendance was. And I don't mean to pick on Denver because obviously that's a, a totally different situation. You're in Denver. You know how many people? There's a lot to do in Denver. How many yeah. people want to go to watch a bad women's basketball team in Denver? How many I get people
1: it. care about college sports? And where is Denver on the list of exactly. colleges in the exactly. state of Colorado? Where people
0: who live in Denver care about. Exactly. So I, I get it. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault necessarily, um, but if you're Denver's coach, how the hell you, you re- recruit there, you know? I mean, obviously you say, well, no one's going to play your games, but you get to live in Denver while you're in college. Absolutely. And that's obviously the hook. Yeah. But that's got to be a tough sell for the, like, the last thing you want to do is show them, well, <laughs> we li- we're live. we in Denver. It's cool. It's great city. You've got nice facilities, but, uh, oh, by the way, no one's ever going to come to your games maybe you know every player has different things that they want out of their college experience but i'm just saying uh what sdsu has going right now in you know football basketball it it's to use your phrase that you it's bucking the trend everywhere else is down you know and there's all sorts of probably socioeconomic reasons behind those things and you know everybody's broke and people are trying to figure out where to spend their money but Northern State's attendance is down. Augustana's attendance is down. You know, there's places that have traditionally drawn well are struggling to get the Especially same. Especially you know, Northern State. They're not very good this year. That's part of it. Um, and I think they're still leading Division Two in attendance, for, for what that's worth. But but at a significantly lower, and that's what I'm talking about, it's an exponential thing. Northern State still has good attendance relative to everyone else in Division Two. But everyone in Division Two is down. You know, Augustana's attendance is way down this year. They're not drawing the fans that they used to. I haven't been to a USF game, but the attendance there was never great to begin with. I'm sure it isn't, hasn't gotten any better. Um, mid-major, division, it basically, and, you know, we've t- how many times have we talked about this with, with the Canaries and, and what the minor league teams deal with? Like, I think because... <laughs> Inflation and all those things are, are making people make so many difficult financial decisions You're kind of at this point now where anyone who isn't a cream of the crop sort of team Regardless of sport regardless of level they're dealing with this a little bit The twins attendance last year was pretty shitty considering they won the division and snapped their playoffs right. losing streak Everyone is sort of dealing with this on us on some level yep. you got a few elite teams in certain places that are like, hey, we're so great. And we have such great fans that we're unaffected by this. But that's a small, small percentage of, of places, of teams. In SDSU right now, Lightning in a bottle, whatever. But right now, they seem to be one of them that is bucking the trend, as you said.
1: I started this conversation with the word spoiled, and maybe that's a bad word, but whatever you want to <laughs> use. Blessed. I mean, blessed is the most overused word. I'm so <laughs> tired of it. There's a religious connotation there, and I don't want to get into a religious discussion, but I'm fucking tired of the word fucking blessed. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. But whatever you want to call it. Fortunate. Uh, blessed is uh, apt. Uh, but, I mean, they're a part of it. The SDSU fans, are the, they're willing to show up. Now, they're showing up for... A men's team that almost every year is competing for both the regular season and tournament championships legitimately, and a women's team that almost always wins it, and if they don't, they're second place, and um, they're, they're treated to great players. And so everything's feeding itself. Like, the fans are going, because the team's good, the team's good, because you can recruit <laughs> good <laughs> players, because you can bring them in and sell <laughs> it. <laughs> and then you got traditions, and there's no explanation or even recruiting trip needed. Like, you know who what SDSU is. If you're a football, women's, or men's basketball player, probably a wrestler as well. Looks like those yeah. are decent crowds, for, or at least rowdy crowds for I wrestling. I went back to Brookings the day after...
0: You should have come with me, John. Wrestling, huh? Eh?
1: Eh? I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. I'm
0: not a big wrestling fan. Were, uh, Why would I would be, Matt? Uh, hey, you saw my photos. Um, <laughs> there were uh, 2,300 at I a didn't. wrestling. I gotta see those. Yeah. Like, go on. I'll look. 2,300 at a wrestling duel. Yeah, you know, and that was a high number for them. But yeah, that that just put them add them to the list. Right. Yeah. You know?
1: And we again, we can isolate South Dakota State, and we were chatting about this on our drive up there is how much of an impact was it just how much of a, of a boost was it just to get a football national championship because all these sports that we just mentioned have been good for years mm-hmm. have had good fan support for years because they're good and they feed each other and so that's that's the first uh, that that's the first way to boost your attendance right just be fucking good like Mm -hmm. and be good for a while the longer Mm -hmm. you are the more it's a sustaining thing Mm -hmm. and the more people catch on and will want to go check you out come back for the first time in years or come back for the first time ever um with the canaries for working with them for four years i've had this discussion so many times where where have all the people gone why aren't there as many people as there used to be and I, and, again, we you can separate minor league sports from college sports if you want to. I think there is a, a, a good reason to separate them. And I hate bringing up, well, maybe, I don't know if it's the the, the lack of their win-loss success mm-hmm. because it's been so bad for most of the years right. that, uh, that if they start, you know, so they had a hot, August. We'll see if having a hot August, if people remember, if people care, if they win more, more people will come. It couldn't hurt, ya. right. Never uh, hurts. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a big reason why South Dakota State fans show up is the winning. There's also like Mitch Mitchell Colonels basketball. I mean, that's the cra- that's the cradle of high school basketball in South Dakota, mm-hmm. right? No one disagrees with that. Mm-hmm. They have such tradition. There are boys and girls in the Corn Palace. We can make all the fun we want of. What the Corn Palace is is a tourist thing, or maybe not. Maybe it's cool. It's great it's for It's a fun bas- place to watch it's a basketball. It's great man. for yeah. basketball. I make a point to go there every year. It usually happens naturally, and it, I, I went there for a doubleheader between Brandon Valley and Mitchell last Tuesday night. And according to the radio guy that I, I was hanging out with, Um, From Mitchell, it's the biggest crowd he's seen in the eight years he's been there. Jeez. And, uh, you know, Adam Huntimer from Dakota News Now took a shot of the theater seats, and they're almost full all the way up to and And he's like, this is the largest crowd I've seen in years. And he tweeted that gee when you're good you know and then he he brought in the streaming aspect of high school sports which is another thing which mm-hmm. is also in minor league in college is that keeping people away as well but gee you can get over the fact people will want to actually get their ass off the couch and go mm-hmm. to the game if it's and high school basketball still reasonably affordable to go to mm-hmm. that they will if the team's good and they want to be a part of that um, so being good always helps it's no coincidence that it's the best mitchell girls and boys have both been a long time Mm -hmm. and been this good together they get their biggest crowd in whatever it is Mm -hmm. a decade Mm -hmm. Um, so i guess that's i guess that's one component but then we can get into the economics because that is a big part of it and and how do how do you marry the economics with being good well when your team's fucking good guess what you're willing to spend the money to go watch them play because Mm -hmm. they're building a thing they're working toward a championship there's good players that you got to go see in person All that. Nebraska basketball is going through all this right now. They've got their best team in 25 years.
0: The Jacks are just a little different in that, um, you know, you said, how do you compare the minor league teams, say, to college? I think you can group the minor league teams with the Division II colleges, sort of. It's a little different, but I think... Um, With the Division II colleges, yes, Augie and USF, particularly Augie, have their fans that are invested in Augustana and wanting to see Augustana compete for an NSIC title or whatever, but I don't think as long as it's Division II, there's ever going to be the sort of maybe diehard fans that certainly you would have at a Big Ten that you you experienced growing up in Nebraska. South Dakota State is now kind of getting to that point. They're Division One now. They've won a national championship in football. They've been to the NCAA tournament in basketball. Not the Division Two NCAA tournament. Not some FCS where it's like a subdivision. The tournament, the one yeah. that everyone else is in. That's a big deal. So SDSU now is the closest thing we have have ever had in South Dakota to a, a big-time team. Now I know USD is also at their level now, but USD isn't winning. They've not been to the men's NCAA tournament. Their football team has not won a national championship, so they're not quite there yet. They also just don't have as many fans. Um, so I think USD certainly has the capability. We saw the support of the women's basketball team when they were really, really good a few years ago. Um, but SDSU is the one that's consistently there in the three sports that draw the most attention. Um, that starts to rub off on people, you know? I mean, it starts to become a thing. How often do you see on on Facebook friends of yours wearing Jacks shirts that never went to SDSU, that never gave a shit about the Jax before? I see it all the time. You know, they are becoming sort of, the, the home team for the entire state of South Dakota. And
1: it has significantly increased just since a, a football national titles went a there.
0: long ways. You and I have both talked about this. And they were
1: great at football for a decade. Yes. They were great at basketball for a decade. Yeah. One national yeah. fucking title. But
0: Justin Sell kept saying, yeah. you know, hey, if we actually, you know, climb the, the mountain, win the whole thing, yeah. not just get to the Final Four, not just make the semifinals, win a national championship, watch and see what a difference that makes. And I kind of was like, will it really? You know, I mean, you're already pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was right, you know. I mean, that I don't think you can I, – or I, I think you can tie the basketball attendance this year to the football national championship to some degree. It's not totally about that. But I think football wins a national championship, it just increases the whole, you know, high tide rises all ships, however you want to say it. You know, it gets to that point where it's like, hey, this program's doing special things. This is the team – I don't know how many times I've heard this, and I know USD fans are going to scream when they hear it, but where I've heard people say, like, hey, SDSU, this is this is the team. This is the one you want to, you know, latch your wagon to. If you want to have a team, new team be fan of, you know, SDSU. This is South Dakota's team. Why wouldn't it be, you know, when you see how many, what the atmosphere is like at their games, the success they're having in football and basketball, the number of guys they're putting in the NFL, all that stuff, I mean... You know, I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know what it's going to look like in, in five, ten years, especially with everything that's happening happening in college athletics. But right now, they're just that national championship paired with how good they are in basketball. And now that First Bank and Trust Arena is coming in replacing Frost Arena, um, they're just really. You might have said it absolutely correctly when you started this, like they're spoiled. You know, they're they're at a place right now where no one else in the state is at. Well, spo- spoiled is a bad word only because it. Some of it they don't deserve it or something. It, yeah.
1: Exactly, that's the connotation of a rich kid who's just born into wealth and everything falls in their lap, and. Um, and know, that's obviously not the case. Their they, parents they have a lake it, yes. house or yeah. something like that, and uh, you know, and, and um, this is they've been a big part of it. It's it's been feeding each other reciprocally, but. Uh, you, but you mentioned the arena, which you teed it up for me perfectly because that's where I was going to go next, and. Um, I, Before the newness of the this new arena, which is still the old arena, it's got the same roof and Mm -hmm. some of the seats are still gonna be there, like I got a kick out of and that's just partly why I went to the game of the Yeah, and the women have one more, but this was the last Mm -hmm. men's game Mm -hmm. at Frost Arena. And Justin Sell would finally admit to me, because I ran into him and talked to him for a while about this, that there might have just been a marketing opportunity to call this, uh, to, to get more people to come to these games mm-hmm. just for their, their last look at Frost Arena, which, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, this is already changed. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. already added chairback yeah. back seats all up in the, uh, you know, behind the baskets in the corners. It's, you know, it's, it's already metamorphosing, metamorphosizing, what's the word, I don't know, into uh, morphed. Into what the the new bank sponsored arena is going to be, um, but I always thought before this change that Frost Arena is, you know, in, in a in a smaller venue, just a quintessential awesome college basketball environment. It's got ha- it's got less than half the capacity of even Cameron Indoor, which is a small stadium. But uh, I don't, you know, I saw a stat last year watching an SDSU game on TV. And it's either over the last decade, over the last 20 years, over the last 50 years since they moved into Frost Arena, whatever it was, South Dakota State is right up there in home winning percentage, Division One teams in the country with fucking Duke, mm-hmm. Kansas, Kentucky... And Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Like, those are like the four other teams in SDSU stratosphere. And you feel like, well, the Jackrabbits are in a whole different world. Well, you go to Frost Arena. No, it's not. You feel the same sense of whatever you hear about or see on TV of those other venues. It's smaller, mm-hmm. um, but and you especially look at Gonzaga, which was a small, still a quote-unquote mid-major, but years ago became a major in the way we view them. But they moved from, like, a 4,000-seat Whatever you want to call it, dump little field house, whatever mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. like Frost Arena to their own new. I, again, I don't think they expanded the seats, put a new roof, but you know they 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 doubled their capacity. Mm-hmm. What I'm get what I'm getting at is is SDSU to me the last ten years for the most part you've been to a lot more games than I have just feels like quintessential like this is awesome this is big time college. Athletics when you go here, and I know we're pissing off USD fans. They've got the facilities. I mean, even the Dakota I Dome. I love
0: the SCSC. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, it's just wouldn't it
1: be cool with people in there, right? Like they, they've got they've got the place for it, and it. They made it too big. When I go and there they, and when I know. watch it on TV, I'm like, this is a big time place. And yeah, wouldn't it's really this nice. be
0: awesome if the Yotes were always good and people were coming? Like it's it's there. I think they've had one <laughs> one game where it was close to full. When the jacks came there the first year it was open no but i'm saying like it was awesome like it was really cool since then they haven't even been able to really fill it up even when the jacks come there um and you know part of it is they're not very good right now they've you know been going through coaching changes and trying to get it going uh they made it too big too and i'm not criticizing them it's just it's just a fact it's too big you know i think it holds six thousand, and they struggle to get two most nights um, I still think the Jacks made Dana J. Dykhouse Stadium too big. I know that my opinion is changing on that a little bit now, but I, I still think 16,000 maybe would have been a, a better number. Um, neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I did uh, – it, it came up with Hendo on Saturday, and I asked AJ about it today. He did his, his Zoom thing today, and I hope they don't lose that when they move into First Bank and Trust Arena. I hope – and I, I said to AJ, I said, I, I asked him, you know, did you sort of raise your hand and say, hey, let's make sure that this new place, yeah, we want to be nice, we want it to be big time and everything, but that we don't lose what made Frost Arena what it is. You know, because home court you know, yeah. advantage is something, you know, like I'm not saying I don't like target field. I love it, but the Twins had a special home field advantage at the Metrodome that they uh, no longer have at target field. This so is not necessarily a hill you're dying on, is it? It's just a point you're making what do you mean? You don't wish the, you don't that wish the twins were still in the metronome? Of course right. not. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, but I'm raising a point that like yeah. there's a there can be a trade-off there. Yeah. You know, okay. and the the twins certainly there was a trade-off. Sure. I mean, everyone knew for years like hey they win a lot of games. It was terrible
1: 95 percent of the time, but in the rare time it was full and, and there was a playoff game that well, it was awesome. Also, but also yes. just
0: the weirdness of the turf and yeah, the roof and course. you know you had kind of had an unfair advantage. Yeah. In, in some ways. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> that it's like wind
1: blowing uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the
0: opponent's yeah. like face said, when they were at the plate. I love target field. It, it has yeah. revolutionized baseball in Minnesota. Yeah. But but there was a trade off there. You lost something yeah. if by what you got. Yeah. I get, uh, I, I get. and I think S D S U it's the same sort of thing. Like, yeah, first bank of trust is gonna be great, but I, I hope that they don't <coughs> lose what has made it what has made it special. Um, and what did AJ say? Did he he just said, "Yeah." He, he, I mean, he just kind of said, "Yeah, we we want to make sure we have that," and he gave a lot of credit to the administration for being mindful of that as they've moved forward. We'll see what it looks like. You know, I, I'm, uh, because the thing that makes it cool is how the the you're right on top of the floor exactly. There. Not just the people in the Nicholson seats, but even the front row of bleachers are—you know—we sit in the press box. They're right behind us. Yeah. The end zone seats, the students are—you know—three mm-hmm. feet from the baseline. You know, that's cool. That makes it what it is. Right.
1: And so this is what I partly wanted to talk to Justin Sell about, and I'm going to write a thing on it soon for Pole Sports. Are you going to write a thing on it for Sioux Falls Live? The
0: uh, I don't know. We'll the see. The Frost finales. Um, Got but- an NSIC tournament this weekend. High school Sweet Sodak sixteen. <laughs> Summit League prep stuff. Uh, NFL Combine is this weekend. I got a lot of shit on my plate. We'll I see. got a full day at the code News now, and then back to back to back
1: SoDeX sixteen games to call. One of them in Huron, but um, I mean, I, it, it's going to be. I, I think it's a. I think it's a very fun topic. And USD fans are probably pulling their hair out if they're still listening. Um, just the spoil of riches that it is at SDSU that Frost Arena has been uh, to go along with the new stadium and the success of the athletic programs. But what. <laughs> how much did they want to k- keep in a bottle what Arena has that you just brought so i asked justin sell about this and to and i asked hendo in the press conference about it and um it, it's uh, there, there'll be more in the column but in general uh, they yeah they're, they're they're trying to keep most of it mm-hmm. like it, it appears that the design uh, of everything about it is well, let's not lose this. the the yeah. fact that the seats are on top of the floor, and it gets really loud and intimate in here. And the the sky and uh, you know the the elephant in the room going back to the socioeconomic thing is uh, SDSU is one of the rare places not only where there's a lot of fans going to games and, and attendance is actually up, not down, but also obviously that's bringing in a new revenue stream. And at some point when things have been going this well this long at Frost Arena, you can't resist. The opportunity to uh, build a few suites and mm-hmm. to have some higher-priced seats, mm-hmm. where uh, that actually and that can pay for your renovation as well, can yep. pay for a lot of things. And there's a market
0: for that. And yeah. I don't have think they're going to. Th- have you seen the suites at the SCSC? Yeah, uh, that are, they're on yeah, the ground yeah, level. Yeah. those are awesome. They are. Yeah. And but Frost. Hopefully, Arena can, they're at least making money off of those because obviously, like you said, the stands aren't very full most of the time.
1: And Frost decided to not do that, as far as I know. They're all of them are
0: going to be up, up top. Yeah. Yep. But
1: but well, that's
0: just the the logistics of the. Arena. That's, yeah, they had to do it that way. Yeah,
1: but you know, there's gonna be uh, a beer garden. I mean, what, what the beer? There's no beer garden right now for the fans. You call it the beer garden, the one place in the arena where, where they sell even? beer. Well, you know where it was last year behind no. one of the baskets. Oh, you've never been up there at Frost uh, or at Frost. Yeah. No. Well, there, so last year when the bleachers were, st- were still there, but they were folded up uh-huh. uh, behind one of the baskets. The only place in the whole place you could go buy alcohol. Okay. Like, basically, these two tables and these two big bins, these coolers full of beer. The, was it the basket to your right if you're sitting on the press box? Uh, to your right, yes. Okay. It was behind that. And um, and Jen and I, you know, went to a game and spent, uh, and, like, we got our seats, and we were up near the top of the arena, which, again, there's there's no bad seat in the house. It's a small arena, but we spent most of our time, because we're like, oh, we can stand and walk around. We're going to uh-huh, do that. Uh-huh. This time around, like, with just the temporary configuration they have, they've built those seats behind the basket, but that's still that open area. Yep. That's where the current beer garden and, oh, I, is. Okay. I, I, as far as I was able to tell from Justin's very kind a thorough description for me is going to be like the common beer garden area for the fans um but i mean the entryway is going to be this grand entrance that most people except students are going to go in he said it's going to have the only student student lounge that he knows of in the country that's what he says like there's going to behind the other basket Not only are there going to be student seats, like couches in an area for (laughs) students to hang out, in like uh, like a rich fan would, you know, like any like the like the seventy one club at. Uh-huh. at uh, the st- the football stadium, but it's for students only. They get to feel like <laughs> rich, fat cats uh, sitting around with cool. a little loungy area to hang out in.
0: Um, have TVs in there and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: but the capacity is going to be 5,200. He says it's 6 right now. Which that surprises me because there were only 3,500 for this men's game on Saturday. I think that it includes
0: felt, you know, the standing yeah. room for back. In, they, okay. they, they had like 10,000 in there. Yeah. Back in the old days, before they... Re, you know, I, I Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never known quite how you count how you, because at Frost. I was there. like, wow,
1: if there's six... Because I asked him, because he said 5,200 is going to be the new capacity. I said, what is it now, 6,000? I'm like, really? It's going to be less? Okay.
0: Um, I think reserve... Let's put it this way. I think reserve seating capacity at Frost is like... 4,000 or something yeah. like that. Uh,
1: but, you know, old-timers will tell you, I'm sure you've heard them, like, that place used to be able to, when it was
0: all bleachers yeah. everywhere, it used to be, you could see nine or 10,000. You've seen the old grainy footage. Yes. Yeah. I think their record attendance was against Augie. They got, like, 11,000 there sometime in the 90s and or the, something.
1: And the place was rocking. And I just, um, actually asked Nancy Niebuhr as as Niebuhr. The, uh, Sorry. Niebuhr. Sorry, How Nancy. How dare you. I said, when did you start coaching here? She said, 1983. 40 years ago. Uh, I said, well, you know, so you've seen this place in its original form. I mean, how do you feel about all these newfangled renovations? And she said, life goes on. And well,
0: and it's already been renovated a yeah, ton exactly. since then. Yeah. And,
1: and I asked her, so, like, did you have any problems when, do you think any of the essence was stolen when they put some chair-back seats in here? And she just, uh, just kind of nodded and then just said, Wrigley Field. That's all I have to say. I'm not quite sure what she meant by that, like, because I know Wrigley Field's gone through some renovations that have still kept the that 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 are modern and nice, but have kept uh-huh. the, the essence of Wrigley is still there. I think I sp- that's
0: what she meant, or just that you know, some of the best stadiums out there are are dumps, and you you love them for their yeah. warts and all sort of thing. I
1: don't know if that meant like no, it's never going to be as good as it as Frost is ever going to be not as good.
0: good, but just it's different.
1: You know, yeah, I, It feels like it's going to be the, the the best way I can put a stamp on it is it feels
0: like it's going to be the same, but it's going to be cooler. Uh-huh. That's what it feels That's like. what it was already. I mean, like, yeah. I, I went to Frost a couple times in the 90s as a fan. My dad took me to a state Augie game there. Yeah. And then I hadn't been back forever. And then in, like, I don't know, 2010, 11-ish somewhere, uh, the Argus sent me to cover a game there because, like, the men were one place and the women were at home, so Terry had gone to cover. Actually, I think Terry was with the women. Yeah, because I got sent to cover a men's game. And that was the first time I had been at Frost since they were Division One. And I walked in and I was like, "Holy crap, this is nice!" Like they'd put the scoreboard and right. hanging from the roof, and you know, had the just the way they had sort of spruced it up, for lack of a better word. I was expecting way worse than that. And so then when people continued to call it a dump, I was kind of like, "Really?" Like I think it's pretty cool. It reminded me a lot of the Sioux Falls Arena after they had re- renovated it, redone it. Yeah, sure. No one ever said the Sioux Falls Arena was, like, amazing. Um, but, you know, seeing the Summer League tournament there, going to Skyforce games there back in the old days before Augie started playing there, uh, I thought it was a pretty cool place. And I thought Frost was just like a Sioux Falls Arena north. It yeah. seemed almost exactly the same. And oh, now, yeah. obviously, after this, it's going to be better. We'll see what it looks like. I mean, like I said, I think, I think USD's basketball facility is really, really good. I really, really like it. They made it too big. I don't know, you know, how how much we should criticize them for that. you know? Maybe someday they'll be good enough that it won't be too big. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That's the goal. Um, but another thing, too, like I genuinely wonder, and I, if a USD fan wants to weigh in on this later, I'd be real curious to hear what they have to say. Regardless of how nice or not nice, and I think it's nice, the SCSC is, um, have they lost some of the home court advantage there? Have, do they not have the same... You know, this is a tough place to play. That maybe they did, I, and I don't know how much you felt like they had it in the dome. I doubt any. I, I don't know. I liked. I, for one thing, I really liked basketball in the dome. I thought it was cool. It but was nobody unique. was
1: going to the games there either. I mean, for the for the t- for the maybe, last ten or twenty. But years. I'm not talking about
0: attendance. I'm not talking about attendance. I'm yeah. talking about sort of like it being a tough place for opponents to play. I, okay, I see what you're am talking about yes. it being like sure. a, something that hey, this is ours. Like Absolutely. whether it's good or bad or whatever. Like this is our place. Absolutely. I saw us win. Tough place a, to shoot. Yeah, they no, won. really, a lot. really tough. They to won shoot. a lot of games at the. Dome. Um, I remember towards the end when Tom Billeter finally got Augie going and they had a little bit of a rivalry there. Augie, USD, men's basketball. There were some epic games there. And man, it was a struggle for Augie to compete there. And they would always talk about that. Like, this is a tough place to play. Uh, I kind of (laughs) missed out on the Jacks yotes rivalry in in the Dakota Dome era. But anyway, long way of saying, like I, I wonder if USD is still in the process of trying to kind of create a home court advantage at the SCSC that they maybe had in the dome. I don't know because yeah. if you're if you got a brand new arena, yeah, you want to make it yours and this is our house. Nobody beats this in our house. All that kind of stuff. But if the place is 15 percent full all the time, it's hard to do that.
1: I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think Frost is going to lose anything because um, it, that because uh, it, 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 it feels like there is a genuine. Concern about keeping its essence, by the way, and, and it's only the, the only way it was possible. I mean, it would cost a lot more money to tear the whole thing down and build a new arena. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of the seats are already there. You're adding a few new ones, but the natural configuration of the place is, fortunately, I think it's I read designed, that by the time it's done, so every
0: seat will have been replaced.
1: Okay, but but the natural design of of. I look at me sounding like an architect. Uh, uh, whatever is the seats are on top of the floor, mm-hmm. and they're still going to be. And I asked Charlie Easley, who played in the Big Ten for a year at Nebraska, and played you know Mackey Arena and Illinois and Indiana and all these great arenas that are like ten to fifteen thousand seats. They're not NBA arenas, and he played at Pinnacle Bank Arena in Lincoln, which is pretty, which is pretty much an NBA arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as small and intimate as all these other charming places that are just two or three times the size of Frost. And you know, I felt like he was pandering a little to sound nice, but he did say if Frost has its own class, and the thing that sticks out is how people the are right out, on yeah. top of mm-hmm. the floor. And and I thought Hendo wrapped it up pretty well. It, it, you know, he said the the people the people are still going to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as the teams are, de- are pretty good, uh, the people are still going to come. So I mean, that's partly that. So that's a that that's the big part of the story of how of how South Dakota State has had the best home court winning percentage and advantage up in the in division one up there with
0: well, nobody good will do that's and, part
1: of it but. duke and ku and kentucky is mm-hmm. for sure that's part that's an instant that's once or twice a year mm-hmm. mostly it's the teams are really fucking good and the fans show up and they're going to keep showing up and they're going to keep showing up as long as the team is good so don't mm-hmm. you know there's nothing
0: to there's nothing really to worry about before we go, I just yeah. want to say, I think you set an all-time record for F-bombs today. Like I wasn't trying. Get it get it under control, John. Come on. Did I really? Didn't we have like a three F-bombs limit? Wasn't that our rule? I, we didn't have any rule, <laughs> but it felt like
1: that's what we were averaging.
0: <laughs> and uh, I was just saying, are you having a bad day? It's not like I drove in really No, I'm really, uh, no. too many of those drinks energetic. before we got here? Nope,
1: no more than I usually have. Uh, I don't. Uh, should I go back
0: and bleep some? No, no. Are you me, sure? We are in R. What say? Somewhere between PG thirteen and R yes. rated podcast, like. It's okay, but we
1: are very important members of the media. We don't want to solely our pristine reputations as a couple of guys at a bar who drop a bunch of f bombs. You know, I don't want to take. I don't want that to take any shine off of the work we do. I'm okay with it. I'm just
0: pointing it out. I just want to make sure you're doing all right today. I'm gonna go bleep some of them out.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm doing fine. I'm doing <laughs> or great. Or you could just
0: cut out this ending and, like, then not have it in I there. Might. Yeah. I might.
1: I uh, might. By the way, you want to – something I thought I was going to lead off the podcast Hurry offs, up. I got to go. Lead-offs are very important to me, but this is going to be the end. Uh, the latest sign, because I know Jamie and uh, Jeremy in the Decoding is now control room, are going to be listening to this on a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Okay. They were very disappointed, um, according to Jamie that we didn't have a podcast last week. They look for, That's their special time on Saturday mornings. We really appreciate that. <laughs> um, and so I think of them when I think of, like, how are we going to start a podcast with a bang? And uh, anyway, we started with your golf thing. Uh, here's another sign we're getting old. Here's another sign that you and I, who for most of our lives felt like we were young, but now we're in our 40s and we're old. Um, and I know you never listen to commercial radio, so this is an update for you. Uh, there is this radio station out of Pipestone that you can get here in Sioux Falls. 95.7? ninety-eight seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it it's the only station around that, to me, this is a strength that still plays like shit from, oh, God. I said, shit. Uh, that's <laughs> from, like, the 60s. They occasionally play a song from the 50s, but it's mostly... It's a lot of Motown. A lot of stuff Kay. from
0: the 70s. That's what it was when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yes, and they've maintained the- that. And I start to think, like, how are they staying in business? Because, like, their target audience is now 80. These are... Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, well, they, they in recent years, they've started to play some more 80s songs, like everybody else. Like, every radio station on the dial has the same 80s tunes. And... Uh, Here's a sign that we're old. This station, I on on my way uh, uh, in here today, uh, played, and you know, it's an old, They still say the word oldies. They played "Smooth" by Santana and Rob Thomas.
0: As an oldies. Yes,
1: this is on the oldies station. I believe
0: that song is from the 1900s. It's so 1999. That's the 1900s. It's considered. That's what the kids do now. They call them. <laughs> the, they say the 1900s. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> It makes me feel a thousand years old.
1: I'm like, wow, yeah. life moves fast. They're playing, not only are they playing something from the 90s, they're playing something from 1999. It's like that I still feel M- was that, modern.
0: Maybe it's a sign that I'm aging gracefully, but like when I tell someone I graduated high school in the 1900s, instead of feeling old, I feel kind of like, I don't know, accomplished. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I go back to the 1900s. I was there. I was there. I was there, man. Yes. I remember when that was a big hit on the radio. But You know what made me feel? 1900s, I experienced 19 years of the 1900s. So I'm like, wow, I'm old.
1: This station, which I love in Pipestone, is playing music now for me. Uh, And by the way, right after that, they went to the Supremes, Neil Diamond, and then I got out of the car, back in the car an hour later, and they're playing, like, The Doors, so... Oh, well, that's uh, it's, genuinely old. It's, it's okay. They're 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 maintaining. Well, uh, maybe we'll talk about these actual basketball teams. We uh, talk about their arenas next week as we get ready for the Summer league tournament. It's coming up. Yeah. Yep. Right. Why
0: are you laughing? That was a terrible outro.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> you
0: know, drinks.
1: Yes. It's a trifecta of Soda X16 high school hoops on Fox Sports 98.1. Thursday at 5.30, the T-area girls gun for their first ever state berth The Titans take on Bowbridge Pollock in Huron. Then, Friday at 6 p.m., Sioux Falls, Washington at Harrisburg. And Saturday at 3, the Jefferson Boys battle Rapid City Stevens. And catch the coaches show Saturday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports 98. 1 AM, 1230, and kwsn.com. Why are you laughing? That was a terrible outro. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you guys need a little drink? Yes.